Alonzo Adams is known in the cleaning industry as a big thinker because he likes to come up with ideas that move the numbers and that are going to create impact in your cleaning business. In this presentation from the 2019 Maid Summit, Alonzo tells you why some entrepreneurs fail and what you can learn from their mistakes, why a strong foundation is needed if you want to scale, when it's a good idea to fire cleaning customers, what it takes to successfully execute different initiatives, and it doesn't matter who you are, where you are, you still have room to keep growing. Hello, everyone. I want to thank you for joining me, Alonzo J. Adams, for my session, You Were Not Thinking Big Enough. So let's sit back, relax, enjoy this presentation. We want to start off with, how did I come up with this concept of you're not thinking big enough? Well, you know what? I'm known throughout the cleaning industry as a big thinker. You know, I like to always come up with something that's going to actually move the numbers, going to create an impact and make a difference. So the one thing I was thinking when I said, you're not thinking big enough, we really need to look at the things that we're not thinking big enough and we're not considering. I got a quote here by Damon John. It says, if you reach the top, there is always room to keep climbing. See, the reason why I like this quote is because people feel they have reached a certain point. They have felt they have maximized, they have reached the fullest potential that their business can go to, or even the apex of being an entrepreneur. So I like that quote to say, you know what? It doesn't matter about the size. It doesn't matter who you are, where you are. You still have room to keep growing. This is Homejoy. Many of you may know Homejoy, many of you may not. Homejoy was all over the news, was in a lot of publications throughout the, the, uh, the business world, Wall Street. I turned on the television, I would, hear every, I would hear everything about this great group. Homejoy, they opened in 2012. They raised $40 million, $40 million for this business. They got to a point where it was a $150 million valuation on this company. They had over a thousand cleaning professionals. This business was operating everywhere. They were in all kinds of cities from the US, France, UK. They were in Germany. They were doing it big. You talking about these two here, which this is uh, Adora Chung, her brother there, uh, whose name is Aaron. They were thinking big with this business. They were not thinking about being a brother and sister small company. They wanted to go big. They wanted to go global. They had a big thinking mindset. But they failed. You know, Homejoy failed on things that I look at and I say, you know what? We think big because we want to do sales, we want to do marketing. You know, we want to talk all about that sexy stuff, all that offensive moves, because that's what they are. They're offensive moves. You're doing sales, you're doing the marketing, and man, that's fun stuff. But, you know, we don't think about the real things that really take businesses out. We don't think about the real things that actually grow companies that have them become sustainable. So the one thing I like to say is that Homejoy, 
was an interesting case study. And an interesting case study on many levels because here it was, they were thinking big about this app that they had. You know, they wanted to build things about this app and man, the app was cool. I mean, really a top-notch cool app. So they uh, thought everything was gonna be about this software. You know, um, you know, Adora went out and she learned how to clean houses. She thought that she had it all, you know, figured out. And, you know, her and her brother, they're both computer science and engineers. But they didn't understand about training. So training was an issue. The other thing is when, you know, you get these investors, angel investors, because they had investors from, you know, the founder of PayPal, and they had some Google guys that gave them money. So when you're giving a lot of these companies money, man, they don't understand profitability. And cash flow was an issue. But I see cash flow as being an issue in our, our industry. Companies struggling with cash flow. The other thing was about the low margins. Low margins, they were taking anything. They just wanted to grow numbers. They wanted to say we had X amount of customers. They wanted to say we were in 35 cities. They wanted to say we were global. But the margins were low. Employee retention, that's a skill. You have to know how to retain your best people, not just cleaning houses, but the people that is um, that's a part of your administrative staff that's running the office, that's running your management team. The quality, inconsistent. Why was it so inconsistent? Different people walking into the homes, people that weren't trained properly, didn't really know the concept of how to really do a thorough cleaning job. The uh, compensation was low, low compensation. These people were making, barely making it off of the money they were, they were given to clean these homes. Because these deals that they did, they were like Groupon, Living Socials. I mean, they were outrageous. They had deals that were saying like, we come clean for like $50. The expansion of expanding too fast really, really, really knocked them out. And I think about this expansion thing in our, our industry, you know, because I see it. I see people open up different offices, different locations, and they're trying to expand fast. You know, the phones are ringing, you know, and, and, and the volume's coming in, but they don't get the fundamentals in place. You probably said, Alonzo, why is this building up there? You know, because I looked at this and I was like, you know what, I want to look at something that's phenomenal, something that required some, some serious big thinking. And I looked at the uh, Burj Khalifa. The Burj Khalifa is located in, in, in Dubai. And this building is a monster. It's beautiful, as you can see. It's just towering over everything. I mean, this is just a powerful structure. This is bigger than anything that you could ever imagine. So the bottom line about when I looked at this, this building here, and I looked at it, I said, well, you know, if you're gonna build something that big, that tall, you're gonna need something strong. You need a, a strong foundation, you need a strong core. 
And, and the core of this is, is a buttress core. This is a, a structural system that they build for high buildings. So it's like when you're gonna build your business, build your company. If you're gonna build it to be sustainable, you're gonna build this thing to last for years, you're gonna build this thing to really grow, to really scale, you have to have a strong foundation. And when you build high, you gotta dig deep. So when I think about my business, as long as you know we've been around, you know, we have weathered some storms and we've been able to stand tall, we had to have a strong foundation. Our core had to be very strong, deeply rooted. I wanna look at the scale core. What, what, is this, what is involved then if you're gonna have a scale core? Because again, like we said before, your core has to be strong. I wanna talk about people. That's one of the, one of the things we're gonna talk about with the scale core. Execution, strategy, and my favorite subject, cash. Let's take a look at people. You know, when I look at people, I'm thinking about the, uh, the stakeholders, the stakeholders. This is what I'm looking about is the people that I do business with, the people that I serve. You know, I think this is where we get this wrong a lot. And we saw how HomeJoy did too, because they were taking on any type of customer. And we get excited, we start growing, we wanna take on any type of customer as well. But we don't think we need to do business with people who are cooperative and people that we choose to do business with that actually meet our core values. The people that we hire, you know, are they the right fit? We need to think about are these people that we can actually go farther with, that we can grow with, that these people are willing to chip in and develop and help be leaders. I'm talking about A players. And we didn't heard this before about getting, you know, the right people on the right bus, in the right seats, going in the right direction. The people is what makes a difference. This podcast is brought to you by ZenMade. Now, if you need help with your automation or if you're frustrated with the amount of time that scheduling is taking you currently, you need to visit ZenMade.com. We started over six years ago building simple software for cleaning businesses just like yours. If you take a look at the site, you can see all of the things that we're working on, all of the feedback that we get from our audience, from this podcast, from the Facebook group, from all the other places. So if you're interested again zenmade.com and take a look at what we've been working on i used to always think i was like man if anyone can come up with a business that didn't involve having to deal with customers or employees i'm all in i haven't found it yet but if you have please email me i would like to know what that business is but when we think about people I want to think more about these customers. I want to talk a little bit more deeper about the customers because when you look at your existing customer base, you got some customers that you know you would quickly want to show the door to. You have to think about your existing customer base. Who would you remove if you decided to remove them? You need to think about that because these people take up resources. They rob your company of time. 
and you have to make a decision to say they are not a fit for your company to scale to grow and that is big thinking when you're going to make a decision and we make that decision to say you know what we're going to let some people go because these people are not what we envisioned and that's why it's about having vision about what type of people you want as your customer the other type is having a vision and, and thinking big about the type of employees that you want and you want employees that are that are going to be great. You want you want rock stars. And I'm not just talking about people that's going out there and doing the field work, but I'm talking about also the people in the office. I'm talking to people that's not putting their agenda before you. The people that saying they want to be a part of something bigger, something better, and they want to get behind you and they want to and they want to get under your leadership. People coming in with their own personal agendas is not the people for our business. The one other thing I want to think about as before we move on from people is about, you know, the other people I do business with, my accountant, you know, I, I want to think about, 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 about my, um, my uh, consultants, my coaches, or these people fitting for me at the current size that I'm at and where I'm also looking to go future-wise. Are they the right people for me? I have to make a decision to think bigger and move past these people if they're not on track to go where I'm going. And I think, I, 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 I think it's so disservicing to yourself when you know you need to make that move, make that move on the people. Make that move on the people that are actually uh, a part of your team. And again, that's your accountant. And that's looking at your lawyers, even bringing in lawyers. You know, sometimes you got lawyers that's not even servicing you right and charging you too much. And are they really have your best interests at heart? So I, I challenge you to, to look at your employees. I challenge you to look at your customers. I challenge you to look at your, your other shareholders, which is involving uh, even your vendors. You know, when you're looking to get supplies, you're looking to get equipment, are they serving your needs the way you need them to serve it? I've had to, to end relationships because people were not thinking big enough. They were looking at me like I was crazy. Where are you trying to go with this, Alonzo? Where, you, you, you're, you're thinking on a whole different level, you know, and, and you could see they weren't there, so you have to move on. Execution. I want to talk a little bit about execution. Execution is, is, is something that's critical, but you, you have to understand what you're executing on. The one thing that we like to have for, for execution to happen in our company and what it takes, it takes meetings. You know, we have meetings all the time. You know, we have a five, five minute huddle. This is something we like to do, do daily. We, we like to, to figure out, you know, what's, what's going on, what happened from yesterday. And this is just as short as, again, it's only a five minute huddle. You know, we wanna find out if there's any lingering, uh, lingering issues out there, anything that we need our full undivided attention at that time. Then we have weekly meetings. These weekly meetings are bringing us in about our numbers because we need to see our weekly numbers. Uh, we need to know anything about um, customers, employees, any type of 
damages, breakages. This is all coming to my attention on a weekly basis. It's keeping us aligned. It's keeping me focused on what I need to, I need to, what we need to execute on, what I need to execute on. Um, then we have, we have uh, the monthly meetings, monthly meetings going deeper and diving deeper in, into our financials. Then we have quarterly meetings and our annual meetings. So some of you, I know you're sent back and you're saying, wow, Alonzo, that's a lot of meetings. Yes, it is a lot of meetings, but if you want to have the proper execution, you're going to have to know what you need to be executing on. So when you put these things together, all these things together about what we're going to need to execute on, you're going to need an integrator, someone who can really lead these items. And, and let me give you an example of what can happen. So, you know, and, I, and I'm looking around my company and, and you know, we're good with execution. I'm not gonna sit here and tell you that we're just great, fantastic and everything. We have some things that I'm looking at and I'm like, why isn't it done yet? Why, what, uh, what's taking it so long? What's the hold up? And that's because if it's not brought to the attention of the integrator to get these things moving, to take action, and I mean like a shoe, just do it. I mean, we need to be about action. And that is not gonna have things happening. Uh, we have some things that need to be, be implemented like new equipment that we haven't in implemented into our system yet. That being even uh, from the administrative side, some things we haven't implemented from software. And that execution right there frustrates me at times because we're moving slow. We're not getting to taking care, of, taking care of these things and making these things happen. I need execution happening. I need things to be, be in place. But that's why we go back to these meetings. These meetings will bring up those things because those things were the items that we had on the list that we discussed and that we got feedback from to say, okay, where are we at? Who's doing it? When is it going to get done? That's why you have to have seamless and strong execution, and you have to have a good integrator. If you don't have the integrator, you have to take the, take, take the lead, you have to take, the, take, take charge, and you have to make that happen. I like this one. It says individuals or organizations with too many priorities have no priorities and risk spinning their wheels and accomplishing nothing of significance. Wow. I think we all could agree with that one. That goes back to strategy. The strategy is because what are we going to execute? We're going to execute the strategies. The one thing about strategies is that you have to have your core values right. And core values are huge. This is something that's so significant for the foundation of your company and that's that's your core that has to make you strong it's just like you know you go and you work out especially with guys dudes we like to work on the arms you know we like to work on the chest but your core is the most important area that needs to be exercised 
So when I look at the strategy, I say, you know, I look at my, the vision, the vision of the company, you know, again, like I said, I'm the big thinker, like to think big, gotta have big vision. What do I see as the next level, the next big thing? I have to have time to think about the strategy. I, I use a system from, from, this was started by Bill Gates, and this was later um, picked up by Michael Dell and also Mike, uh, Mark Zuckerberger, where they actually would create a strategy or just going away, you know, and um, Bill Gates, again, you know, the brains behind the strategy was going away and just taking time to just digress and, 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 and think about the business and focus on what needs to be the next big, big move what strategies to think about about the values of the business was everything still aligned this podcast is brought to you by Zenmade. If you need help with just about anything in your maid service, make sure to join the Zenmade Mastermind on Facebook. We have a community that has over 4,000 maid service owners just like you who are struggling with things daily, who are sharing their wins daily, and uh, asking for help. So if there's absolutely anything that we can help you with, just go to the Zenmade Mastermind on Facebook, request to join, just answer the three question survey, and you'll be in within a couple of hours and you can make some friends in your area all that stuff i feel when i do this this makes tremendous amounts of impactful insights into where we are and where we're headed and where we're going i tell you our values we had to look at I had to look at these core values were they helping us? Were they hurting us? Were we using them? Were they really a part of the strategy? And then, you know, I start to learn more about the strategy thing. And some of this material that I'm going over and I'm speaking about, this comes from, from, from Gazelles, which is uh, from a book that was by Vern Harnish uh, with Scaling Up. And I learned about these, about these core values and I started to look at other companies, other businesses. I wanted to look at what they were doing. I wanted to get a good insight to how did these um, values serve their business. And I learned this I, I, by walking into some companies, you know, they have them up on the wall. You know, some companies have like about 10 of them. Some have 20. And, you know, the people don't know them you know, and they actually could not even recite five of them to you because it was too many, it was too confusion. It was too, they were too confused and it was just really something they felt that the company didn't believe in, they didn't believe in, and it wasn't something that was brought up on a regular basis. It was just up on a wall. And I, 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 didn't, I didn't want that for my company. I, I wanted to say, you know what, let's have five. Well, let's have five meaningful ones, five important ones that would actually be the foundation of our business, that would lead to vision, that would lead to how we interact with customers. It would be based off of these values, how we hire based off of these values, how we fire based off of these values, how we market 
how we sell all based off of these values. When we go through orientation, we go through orientation deep rooted in our values. So when we have a problem, an issue, a concern that comes up, we go back to our values. So it's so important to take the time, get away whatever you got to do to set in place these values. You have to have a way that you're going to be able to run your business, to grow your business, and to have your business built with a strong core. Last but not least, again, one of my favorites, cash. Cash is so important. And it's so important because, again, it's the oxygen. It's the oxygen that fuels your business you can have decent people decent execution even decent strategy but you cannot live without cash and you might say man why is he talking about cash because you know some of you watched what's that the uh, cnbc cnbc program the profit where he says people um it, it's something that goes where there's people uh, profit that he's looking at. So he's looking, he's looking at the, the people processes are in profit. And I said cash. And the reason why I said cash and, and I didn't go into about the profit is because this cash is what's important to have in reserves. Money that you're not touching. Money that you're putting away. You know, here's why this cash becomes important. Because you're gonna have unexpected expenses. You know, you don't know what's gonna happen. You're gonna have acquisitions of other companies if they come your way, or if you see it, you gotta jump on opportunity, but you gotta have that cash. Then you have the be prepared for emergency preparations. Um, you know, the past couple of years I've seen this happen in, in RC with, uh, with members. And, you know, these are things you don't often, you know, consider or think about. I've seen the businesses go down and get into serious problems because of floods. We've had some floods this year that have really wreaked havoc on some of our, our members. We had fires, because remember fires were happening out, out there on the, uh, on the west coast side, and man, some businesses, they were just went up in flames. And, and, and people were thinking, how can I rebuild? How can I, I, I regain what we were doing or what we had? They didn't have the proper money. They didn't have cash reserves. The other thing is funding for growth. If you're gonna grow and you're thinking big, I mean, you're thinking big, you gotta have that cash for growth. Uh, growth is, is money, it's, a, it's an expense, and you gotta have that money on hand to grow your business. You know, the one big thing is that I look at with this cash thing is that People just don't save enough of the money because a lot of this cash is going towards, you know, marketing. Marketing is, is expensive. You know, you're doing you at your SEOs, you're doing marketing, that being online, offline, it does take up a lot of your money. There's people that you have on payroll, they're being overpaid. I always say have few people and pay them a lot. Then you have to think about, you just got some unprofitable customers and you got to think about getting profitable customers. 
if you got a monthly customer and you're not paying them a premium and they're not paying a premium to be a monthly customer, you need to rethink your business model. If you have, I, I was, I guess there was a post on Facebook and then I think, I guess it was even in Zenmade where there was people, where there was a lady and she's talking about, you know, that she wanted to collect her money from, she wanted to collect her money. She wanted to collect her money from a customer that got upset that, you know, she called her out about, about, uh, you know, paying the money. And so she got upset and she decided she wanted to go put a bad review on Google. And this is to me, it's nonsense because we're in a business where when the job is completed, we should be getting paid. This invoicing customers that are residential customers, I don't understand it. If you want to get your money and get your money, money, then and there, you got to have a, a system in place by accepting credit cards or, or, have, or, or paying you cash when the job is completed or done. But to not get your money or have the invoice and have to think about collect, collect, being a collect, collecting agent or something of that sort, you know, we're not in the banking business. You know, we're in the business to get paid, at least I am. So you really need to think about having this cash on hand and having this money to invest, to really do things for your business by getting new equipment for your company and being able to just outright purchase a car and eliminate debt. You know, I mean, whenever we buy cars, we pay for them. You know, the, the building that we're, that we're in, we own the building. And what I mean we owned it, we own it outright. We, we don't have a mortgage on it. And I think that's big thinking, is really thinking about how to not have any debt. And like, you know, when I look at our company, we don't have any debt. I like American Express. I, I love it because you got to pay it off every month. It doesn't re revolve and I have to worry about interest or anything like that. I mean, think about that. There's a lot of people I know that's doing 3 million, they're doing 4 million in business, but they don't have cash at all. And I'm telling you right now, if, you, if you're not paying attention to that cash and you're not talking to your accountant, you're not talking to your bookkeeper, you're not looking at your taxes. I see businesses all the time, all the time, getting in trouble with the IRS. IRS trouble. They, they owe money. They didn't pay the money. They got a penalty on the money. Now they're paying a penalty in interest. That is stupid. That is a stupid tax. That is a tax that you're, being, that you're being charged for being stupid. And that's why I say you need to look at those notices that's coming through the door. You need to take time to, to, to look at your numbers. I'm looking at my numbers like any billionaire. I'm a millionaire, not a billionaire. But I'm looking at those numbers. And I want to see exactly what they look like on a daily basis. You need, again, like we went back to having those meetings. Those are the meetings where those numbers are being reported to you and you know exactly what's going on inside of your business. That is critical to your business. The master in the money game is like we said, you gotta make the money, you gotta keep it, you gotta figure out how to grow it, and you gotta protect it, protect it. You cannot be leaking money. You cannot be losing money off of making bad investments. You know, we're going to be going out here to this ISSA show, and we're going to be looking at some great equipment, some great supplies, and we're going to, we're going to buy up a bunch of stuff. We're going to make some connections. But 
don't buy anything that you're not going to be using immediately because we have all fell in that trap where we have these things and we 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 stick them in the in the uh in the garage we stick them in the in the storage house wherever but they're not being used i want to leave off with this a company can have fantastic revenues reasonable expenses and significant income but if its financial operations are not designed efficiently, it could still have negative cash flow. Again, I'm Alonzo Adams. I am the founder, president, CEO of Busy Bee Cleaning Company. I'm also the chairman of ARCSI a division of ISSA. Thank you for joining me. Thanks for listening to the ZenMade podcast. And we hope you learned a thing or two that you can implement in your business today. If you're looking for the number one scheduling software for maid services, make sure to go to ZenMade.com and check out our 14 day free trial. If you want to hear more of these talks, you can catch them all at MaidSummit.com. Have a great day.